0: The message for today, the 11th, Sunday after Pentecost, rises up out of that gospel reading read just now from Matthew chapter 15. Please be seated. So for preaching, for better hearing, and it's a little tricky to get this uh, thing off, as you saw last week. But I'm doing my best, and (laughs) I think I have it off now. There we go. Okay, very good. So um, many of you uh, know my daughters, uh, June's and my four girls. uh, They grew up here in the congregation. Uh, They're now young adults, and they are adulting. Have you heard that term? You know what that is? Adulting. That's the term that people, especially young people, use to describe what you do as an adult. You go to work, you pay your bills, you go grocery shopping, you do the laundry, you clean the house. All of those very unglamorous things that uh, we as adults do. The noun adult has become a verb. Adulting. And for my wife June and me, this means that parenting, of course, is is different now than when our girls were little. But in truth, you never stop being a parent, do you? It just changes shape a little bit in those early years when our daughters were young this meant a lot more hands-on kind of help with things like putting on clothes so jeans and tops were right side out and learning to put shoes on the right foot that kind of thing but help is not always welcome even from little people. I remember trying to help my girls get dressed on various occasions, put their shoes on, all that kind of stuff, only to be met with a very determined look and a little voice that said, I do it myself. And of course, That's how we learn, right, is by doing it ourselves. But we also find out that by doing it ourselves, it's not as easy as it looks when somebody else has been doing it for you. And I also recall that sometimes after struggling to get the shirt on right side out or all the buttons lined up, the whole process not going according to plan for that little person. There could be this <sighs> very deep sigh, followed by a very frustrated look with these words Can you help me? <laughs> and it is that simple request of help that is before us today in the gospel lesson as the Canaanite woman comes to Jesus in behalf of her daughter. And that woman's request of Jesus serves as the basis for today's sermon. Lord, help me. May the Lord's rich and abundant blessing rest upon the preaching, the hearing, and the living of his word for Jesus' sake. So today's Old Testament lesson from Isaiah chapter 56 is witness that God's concern was not just for his chosen people, Israel. God's concern was and is also for the outsider, the foreigner as well. In fact, it is a verse from today's Old Testament lesson that Jesus quotes after he entered into Jerusalem on that first Palm Sunday. And what did Jesus do immediately after entering Jerusalem on that first Palm Sunday? Does anyone remember? Here's a picture. He overturned the tables of the money changers and he cleansed the temple. That's what Jesus did. And as he did so, he reminded the people of this word of God from Isaiah 56. My house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. But as he said to the people whom he was driving out, but you have made it a den of robbers. The mission of God's chosen people of old was to be a light to the nations so that all the nations around them would be so drawn to the God of Israel through the people of Israel that salvation would spread to more and more people. Sadly, that really did not Happen. What did happen is that God's people became more and more inward focused. They became increasingly suspicious of anyone who was not of Israel and came to look down upon the foreigner and the outsider as not only unclean but even unworthy of salvation. Is there wisdom for us here today? Absolutely. We who are called by Christ and bear his name to be a light to the nations, that is our calling today. The temptation of God's people then and now is that we become increasingly self-absorbed and inward-focused, suspicious of outsiders, unwilling to consider new ways that we may be able to give to others the grace that we ourselves have received. And so we miss the point of what God is trying to do in the world around us. Instead of furthering God's mission, we run the risk of becoming an obstacle and a roadblock to it. Perhaps a cleansing of God's house may be in order once again. The woman in today's gospel lesson is an outsider. She is a foreigner to Israel. She is called a Canaanite, which means that she was a descendant of the original people who were in the land of Canaan before the Hebrews entered in to possess it. Jesus is now way up north on the Mediterranean coast in those ancient Phoenician cities of Tyre and Sidon, in what today is the nation of Lebanon. You can sort of see it on the map over here, just how far north he is, even beyond the Sea of Galilee and the region of Galilee. Jesus, then, is outside good Jewish territory. He's out among the Gentiles. And the unspoken, unwritten concern here is that Jesus may well be at risk of becoming ritually unclean by being out among the Gentiles. We don't even know the woman's name here today, but we know that she has a great need It's not for herself, it's for her daughter, who is demon-possessed. And like any good parent, she will do whatever she has to do to get help for the sake of her daughter. And when a parent cannot find the help they need for their child, they get desperate. Would you agree? Absolutely. We hear, we read about this sort of thing all the time in the news. And so that desperate mom comes to Jesus, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. Now, curiously, Jesus didn't even respond to her. He ignored her. And that strikes us as being off-putting, even rude. Why didn't Jesus answer her? But that woman is not so easily put off. She persists, she perseveres, even when Jesus bluntly tells her, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And it is then, after Jesus spoke that to her, that she comes and kneels before Jesus with this simple three-word prayer. Lord, help me. And here is a model prayer for us today. Nothing fancy. Just coming to Jesus with our need, whatever need that might be. Lord, Help me. We come to Jesus because we have learned the hard way that I do it myself doesn't work. We need help that comes from outside ourselves, we need help that only Jesus can give. But why didn't Jesus help this woman immediately like he did so many others? And the answer lies in Jesus' unique mission that comes through, especially in Matthew's gospel. In Matthew's gospel, Jesus instructs the twelve apostles whom he sends out with these words. Go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. The mission of Jesus began with God's chosen people of old and from there would extend to all people. This is why after Jesus had finished his redeeming work of offering his life on the cross and through his suffering and death and resurrection, Matthew's gospel then concludes with what we call the Great Commission that calls apostles sent ones, then and now, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And this is where the confines of that mission meet human need. Lord, help me. And even when Jesus tells her, it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Jesus reaffirms that his primary mission is to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And that sounds insulting, demeaning to our ears today. But this woman who trusted that Jesus could help her little girl when no one and nothing else could push through all of this and said with all boldness, yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table wow (laughs) that is bold and confident faith and jesus praises this gentile outsider this canaanite foreigner for her confident faith woman great is your faith be it done for you as you desire and we're told her little girl was healed Immediately. Sometimes in life, that's all we can say. Lord, help me. And that is enough. Like that Canaanite woman, we can only come to the Lord Jesus seeking his help, knowing that because of our sin... We, too, are outsiders and foreigners to the righteousness of God. But we do come trusting not in our own righteousness, but in Jesus' righteousness, that blood-bought righteousness. And like that Canaanite woman, we come trusting that Jesus is able to help when no one and nothing else can. Because Jesus gave his life for us on the cross, because he has shed his blood for the forgiveness of all our sins, because he has restored us to a right relationship with our heavenly Father, truly, Jesus is more than willing to help us in our need. And there is no need so great. There is no burden so heavy. There is no problem so difficult that there is not mercy and grace to help in time of need from the Lord Jesus Christ. May that same Lord Jesus Christ, who loves us, and who gave his life for us, grant to us such strong and confident faith in him as we come before him saying, Lord, help me. Amen. And the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly your spirit, your soul, and your body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, he will surely do it. Amen.